counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, it's really great that you found us. Hope you're having a good day. Just before I talk about what I want to talk about, I'm just Well, it's a healthy interest. I'm not being nosy. It's a healthy interest. I always wonder what people are doing when they listen to this. You know, are you in the bath? Are you walking the dog? I tend to be walking my dog when I listen to podcasts. Maybe you're out doing some gardening. Maybe you're washing up. Maybe you're in the car. If you've got a minute, just let me know. I'm always really curious as to what people are doing when they listen to a podcast. So yeah, anyway, that's just be big nosy. Anyway, welcome aboard. Great to have you here. So today we're going to talk about oh, a kind of a change in how you perceive marketing your practice. So tell me, how do you feel about marketing your practice? So do you, so number one, do you leap out of bed? Do you grab a hold of the notebook that you've got by the side of your bed called Ideas and allow your creativity to come out to play and just get stuck in? Or are you more like number two? The thought of selling yourself makes you just break out in hives and a cold sweat and you sit in front of a blank page wringing your hands and willing yourself to think of something amazing to share. Okay, so Number one and number two are pretty extreme, but if you identify more with number two, with the hives and the cold sweat, than number one, leaping out of bed and getting up and at them, then this is going to be interesting to you. We need to talk because I'm going to tell you all about how you can attract more clients, but how to do it sort of not with, not with clever sales tactics, not with, you know, manipulation or selling at all really but just by helping more people so tell me how does that sound does it sound a little bit too good to be true well it's not it's what many many businesses do and it's called content marketing and I absolutely love it so what is content marketing well let's go on a little bit of a journey into the past let's jump in our TARDIS and go back 20 years before the internet marketing was a very very different beast it involved lots of lots of paying for things really so you did advertising then you don't really do advertising in the same way these days but back then it was all about advertising so that involved advertising maybe in newspapers I mean remember newspapers but I can remember when I first started as a counsellor I would be trying to get into the local newspaper put an advert in there And it was expensive. I mean, it was very expensive. And you had no say in where it would go. It might go in the worst place on the worst page. That didn't matter. You still had to pay however much it was. And of course, then it was really hit and miss. You know, would your ideal client be seeking counselling just at the moment and, and have that, you know, exact newspaper in front of them at the exact moment that they decide they need some help? Well, probably not. So you can see it's really quite hit and miss. And do you remember the yellow pages? Again, it's it's from a long time ago now, isn't it? 
but the yellow pages was a really big thing when he was a counsellor you know and any counsellor would just put an advert in the yellow pages so we either had a free advert and that was just a line that said your name and your phone number or you had a boxed advert and that meant that you could say a little bit more and it was expensive so basically anybody that was searching for a counsellor would go and look through the yellow pages and in those days you advertised by saying something like Jane Travis, and then you'd add letters after your name for Gravitas, really. So Jane Travis, qualified and experienced psychotherapist. Contact me on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And that's kind of all you said. You didn't say a lot more because when it came to counselling, really, I think counselling was seen as something you went to, I don't know, for depression. It all seemed to be about depression, or maybe it's because I had depression back in those days. So, you know, it was a very, very different thing back in the day. And yeah, it was a very, very expensive time. You know, you had to do all this paid advertising. And if you think about it, if you put yourself in the shoes of your client, then you can see how choosing a therapist was really, well, it was just really hit and miss, I suppose. You know, there were fewer counsellors around then. You know, there are more now. So there were far fewer counsellors. But you pretty much picked somebody from an advertisement and you just hoped for the best. So I don't think it was brilliant for either counsellors or for the clients either. I don't think it was really brilliant for either. But what we do now is something else. We do something called content marketing. Now, I've said before, and I've said lots of times, there are loads and loads of different ways to market your practice. All of them work. You don't. I'm not saying you should do them all, but all of them work, but they might just not work for everybody. So it's finding what's right for you. But content marketing is something that so many people do now. And, you know, this is obviously what I'm going to talk about. So according to contentmarketinginstitute.com, they say that content marketing is a strategic marketing approach focused on creating and distributing valuable, relevant and consistent content to attract and retain a clearly defined audience and ultimately to provide profitable customer action. So ultimately you want somebody to come and, you know, buy something or use your service. So what stands out for me there is that it's about a clearly defined audience. So it's about knowing who it is that you want to be talking to in the content that you produce. And that's one of the reasons having a niche can be so powerful, because if you know who you're talking to, you know the sorts of things that they're going to want to know about. So content marketing basically means that you're creating content and content could be creating blogs. It could be creating videos. Or it could be like I'm doing now, creating a podcast. And most often for therapists, I would say that the preferred method is blogging. And with blogging, it's absolutely free to do. You know, it's going to take you a little bit of time. You get faster the more you do it, though. But blogging is completely free to do. How cool is that? Now, I currently produce a podcast, obviously, because you're listening to it now. And this comes under the content marketing umbrella, too. So let's just talk through this podcast and, you know, what, what I do and why. So I talk to you freely about things that are going to help you to attract more clients and to grow your practice, which I'm very happy to do. You know, I do this because I enjoy it. So helping more people always feels good. And I'm pretty sure 
that you're a counsellor because you enjoy what you do. You enjoy helping people. So, you know, it would help you feel good too. So it means that anybody who can't afford to go for counselling, you're actually putting stuff out there that's going to really give them some ideas for some self-care to help themselves, things like that. So you or anybody can access the information that I include in this podcast absolutely for free. So why do I go to the time, trouble and effort? And for me, with this podcast, there is a cost. I have to pay for lovely, lovely Phil, my editor, to do my editing. And I also have to pay to have the podcast hosted somewhere. So why would I put my hand in my pocket and go to all of this trouble to produce something where I don't get any payment? You know, it's all just for free. Well, there's several reasons, really. I mean, like I've said, I do like helping people. Yeah, I really do genuinely like helping people. Same as you, probably. I do have people-pleasing tendencies, but it's more than that. I really adore what I do. You know, I'm in business here to to help people. That's, That's what it's all about. Also, not everybody's in a position to join the Grow Your Private Practice membership. So the Grow Your Private Practice membership, if you don't know about it, it's the membership that I run. It's got loads of information to help you to grow your private practice. It's got courses and resources and workshops and lots and lots of stuff that's going to help you. Basically, to create a private practice that you can be really, really proud of. But not everybody's in a position to join the Grow Your Private Practice membership at the moment. So you might be at a point where it's not right for you. So I can help you no matter where you are in your journey. You know, you can listen to this and get ideas and this is going to help to move you forward. I certainly hope it does anyway. Another thing is that you get to know me. Now, I've talked before about how important the know, like and trust factor is. And if you don't know what this is, I'll just tell you quickly. The know, like and trust factor is the fact that people buy from or use the services of people that they know, like, and trust. So by doing things that demonstrate that, you know, let, let people get get to know, like, and trust you, it means people are more likely to come and choose you when they choose a counsellor. And this is so important, you know, because if you're listening to this and the sound of my voice makes you want to jump off a cliff, then joining my membership isn't going to be the right thing for you. So listening to me here you're getting an idea about me and you can imagine what it'd be like to come and work with me. You know, if if you, like I say, if you hate the sound of me, then you don't come, you know, it's not going to be the right choice for you. But if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, she's not so bad, <laughs> she's not a bad old bird, then, then come along and, you know, you might find it is the right thing for you. And also a proportion of the listeners to this podcast will see the value of joining the Grow Your Private Practice membership and they'll come and have come and access all the help and support and resources available. So they will become paying members. So I grow my business. So I do this, yes, because I want to grow my business. Fundamentally, I want to grow my business exactly the same way as you want to grow yours. But I don't like being heavy sales any more than you do, any more than most people do. So content marketing is something that ticks ticks a lot of boxes for me. And I've basically grown my membership by doing this, you know, by helping people instead of selling. You know, there I mention the, the membership, of course I do, because you have to you have to tell people what it is that you do. But I don't think that I give any heavy sales. 
actually whilst I'm on the subject this isn't every sale because it's free I have a free resource actually that's called how to attract therapy clients by helping instead of selling so it kind of goes really well with this podcast and you can grab it it's absolutely free over at janetravis.co.uk slash help so that's janetravis.co.uk slash help and I'll put that link somewhere around this recording so in a nutshell That's what content marketing is. You produce something that's going to be useful or interesting or, you know, just fun for your readers. And as a result, you're not only going to help more people, you're going to get that know, like and trust factor, which means that people will come to you. They'll choose you from all of the other counsellors out there. And you also become known as an authority. Now, yes, I know that as therapists, we don't really like being called experts for many reasons. But look, if I'm going to go to a therapist, if I'm going to go and share my story, if I'm going to share my, you know, put the put my mental health into somebody else's hands, if I'm going to put my trust and my money into somebody else's hands, I want to know that they're as competent as they can be, you know. So yeah don't you don't have to call yourself an expert but you need people to know that you are an authority you need people to know that you are competent and know what you're doing and blogging is a fantastic way to do that now I absolutely love creating content in fact I've been creating content to some extent since I started out as a counsellor in 2005 so I, I started with blogging which you know if I'm honest blogging is still my first love And some of these podcasts now I'm creating both as a blog and a podcast. So, you know, if you prefer to read rather than listen, you you know, check out whether there's a blog blog for it as well. I want to do it more, but it's a time thing. But yeah, I love blogging. I love the creativity it brings. So if you're going to do blogging, what is it that you're going to write about? Well, I think the most important thing to remember, and this is front and centre in blogging, is it's all about the need of the clients, okay? What is it that they want? What are they interested in? What is going to help them? And that is just absolutely fundamental. People aren't interested in, I don't know how to break this to you, but people aren't interested in you. It's like you're not probably really interested in me. I mean, you're not listening to this today because you want to connect with me. You're listening to this today because you're thinking, right, how can Jane help me today? And that's what, you know, content marketing's about. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us producing something that's going to be useful and interesting for the person that's consuming that. So for the person that's listening or reading that. So for an example, here are a few blogs that I wrote when I was a counsellor. So this is a few of the titles. When antidepressants aren't enough. So I did a blog post that was all about how you can go to the doctors and get antidepressants. But ultimately, when you come off the antidepressants, if there are underlying issues, they're just going to spring up again. The curse of perfectionism. That was a good one. Seven ways to find happiness every day. So I shared little ways to find happiness. Why the benefits of counselling last a lifetime. That was a good one. You know, you could easily do that. Think about why the benefits of counselling last a lifetime. And you could do it as a list post. You could have different benefits and list them out and you could just talk about that Uh, why pleasing everyone won't make you happy I did that eight tips for a healthier work-life balance I did one called let's talk about anger where I was basically looking at the positives of anger that 
Anger is there as a way to protect ourselves, I suppose. And seven myths about cancelling. I also did a Christmas survival guide. And the Christmas survival guide was 10 different blogs to cover the 10 days of Christmas. And I shared that like every year for like, I don't know, several years. So I didn't start with 10 blogs. You know, I started with an idea that I was going to write some blogs. So in about October, I started writing blogs. Can't really remember now because it's a long time ago, but I probably wrote about five. And then I just added another one every year, something like that. Yeah. So I did those and it felt comfortable to me because I didn't write about myself. You know, I'm not in the, in these blogs, I'm not talking about myself. I didn't talk about anything about myself. Nobody knew my marital status. Nobody knew whether I had kids or not. You know, nothing was about me. It was totally about the reader. And yeah, so that made it feel really comfortable to me. So I just wrote about what I knew. And if the title resonated with them, then they'd click through and read it. And then if they found that useful, they might read another one or they might keep an eye out for another one or they might look around my website and consider whether, you know, I would be a choice if they want to go to counselling. So, yeah, I mean, I just love it. And of course, if you have a niche or you know your niche, having writing blogs becomes really simple because you are going to have a really good understanding of your potential clients. You'll have an understanding of their problems and their issues that they have. You're going to have an understanding of their hopes, their dreams, you know, what they would like to be different. And you'll have a lot better idea of knowing what it is that those people would like to hear about. Now, blogging is something that's great for your private practice. You know, blogs direct people to your website. And that's, you know, that's the underlying purpose of marketing. You really want to get people to your website because your website is really like your shop front, isn't it? Because once people are on your website, you can converse with them freely. You know, you've got them away from noisy social media where everybody's vying for their attention and they can just, you know, read your website, look at your blogs, have a look at your frequently asked questions or your about page and they can go on to contact you. And blogs are also great at keeping people on your website for longer, which is one of the things that Google looks for because, If somebody stays on your website for a longer time, it means that the reader is interested in what they're seeing. So rather than, you know, if somebody just clicks away, so if somebody just clicks away, then Google goes, oh, they didn't stay very long. That's probably not going to be such a good choice to to sort of share next time. So Google will be more likely to send people to your blog if they're seeing these signs that make it say, oh yeah, people are finding this interesting. Also, when you write a blog, Google can see what you're writing about. So it can see through the SEO that you put out there, through the words that you use, through the formatting, you know, the the headers, the images, the keywords, and all that's going to help to get you shown in, in Google searches. And the fact that you're writing a blog about a subject means that you're elevating yourself to the position of authority. And as I said earlier, you're doing all of that without having to say you're an expert. So that just makes you, yeah, just just elevate yourself a little bit. And a blog actually has a far longer shelf life than a social media post. So think about it. If you put something on social media, it's not going to last all that long. So I had a little look for the lifespan of social media posts, like from this year, 2022. And I had a look at a website called Atisfire, and I've got the link in, in the blog. And it says that these are 
the lifespans of social media posts. So you've got TikTok, it says there's kind of instant decay. So you put it out there and instantly it's gone. Twitter, you put something on Twitter and it might last 15 to 18 minutes. Facebook, if you post on Facebook, it's got a lifespan of about six hours. LinkedIn, probably 24 hours. Instagram, probably 48 hours. And a YouTube video, roughly about 20 days. So you can see that if you're posting on social media, then they're not going to last very long. So, you know, be sure to repurpose your social media posts because, you know, you can get a bit more, get a bit more juice out of them. But a blog post is really different to this. So you can write a blog. So, for example, you could write a blog that's called Five Self-Care Ideas That Are Free. Okay, that's not going to be hard to think about. I bet you could think of five self-care ideas that are for free right now without even thinking about it. So you can write it and then publish it and promote it, obviously. But then you can repurpose it. So each one of those five ideas is a social media post in itself. Or you could do a Facebook Live or, you know, you could go live somewhere with each of those different things. You could turn it into a TikTok or a Reel. You could turn it into a carousel. You could make quote images. You know, the list really does go on and on there. And you can do that. You're not doing that when you actually publish the blog post, you know, straight away. You can keep doing that several times a year, so over and over. And all of the time, you've got that SEO goodness working in the background to drive people to your blog. So, yeah, it's got a lot longer shelf life than going on social media. And you can keep using it and keep reusing it, which makes doing makes journey marketing easier. So, how often should you write? Now, this is a really interesting question, isn't it? Really, if you could do one week, that would be fantastic. But let's get real here for a minute. I think for most people, doing one blog post a week is going to be a really, really big ask. So do not worry about that. Don't think about that. I think that doing a blog post a month is a really good figure to aim for. You know, if you are a prolific writer, then write more. But I think a good blog post every month is completely doable for most people. Now, nothing bad is going to happen if you don't write every month, if something comes up and you can't do it. And to be honest, I didn't write every month when I was blogging. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I started podcasting, because I got out of the habit of blogging as regularly. And I knew that podcasting would sort of, I would definitely do it every week. But I really do recommend that you get into the habit of setting a goal of how often that you want to post and sticking to it. And one a month, like I say, is absolutely doable. Now, content creation is something I really feel passionately about. Now, you may have noticed, but I really, really love content creation because I think it is a brilliant tool that can be used to both help people and for you to attract some new clients, which I think is perfect for therapists. You know, it means that you can choose what you want to produce. You can decide whether you'd prefer to do a blog, so written, or a video, so obviously spoken, or a podcast, which is spoken, depending on how comfortable you are with being visible. So as a rule of thumb here, if you're absolutely fine with being visible and you love it, you could record videos. You can put your videos on your website, but also on YouTube, so you could have your own YouTube channel. 
Or if you prefer to hide a little bit like me, you know, I don't like the thought of having to do my hair and makeup before <laughs> before I do one of these. You could hide on a podcast like me. I don't have to bother about my hair and makeup for this. So this could be a good choice for you. Or if you're somebody where the thought of visibility really does bring you out in hives, then blogging is the perfect choice for you because, you know, it's you can do it in private. You can just sit and write a blog and put it out there. Now, I've been blogging for the longest time and I've had a couple of blog-based businesses. You can even check one out. It's still available. It's called, it's my name, it's janetravis.com. So my main website now is janetravis.co.uk. If you check out janetravis.com, it's got my old self-care for people pleasers blogs on there. So go and have a look and let me know what you think. And, you know, for me, it just feels so comfortable because, like I say, the blogs, they're not about me. You know, it's not about me talking about me because that feels weird. That makes me feel uncomfortable. That's not me at all. No, these blogs focus completely on the needs of the reader, on the needs of the potential client. So if you do struggle with visibility, blogging could be a really great choice for you. So people get attracted to you through the fact that you are just helping them, producing things that help them, no selling required. I mean, doesn't that feel such a lot better? So remember, if you want it, you can grab my free guide. It's at janetravis.co.uk slash help. And that's called Attract More Clients by Helping Instead of Selling. Or if this is making you think, yeah, I like the sound of blogging, then brilliant. You know, I've got courses, I've got resources waiting for you in the membership. There's loads to do with blogging in there. So hop on over to growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. I'll put the link somewhere around this recording. And if you've got any questions, then please just hit reply. I'd be happy to answer. And if you've got any questions, then just ask. You know, I'm always happy to answer. Okay, so that's it for this week. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with me. I do really appreciate it. And, you know, like I say, I'm always interested where you're listening to this. You know, like I say, are you, maybe you're at the gym or maybe you're on the train. I'd love to know. Let me know. Just go and find me on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at Grow Your Private Practice. And on LinkedIn, it's Jane Travis. It's Jane without a Y. Just hop on over and drop me a DM and let me know where you listen to the blogs. I'd, I'd love to know. Not that I'm nosy. Like I say, it's, I'm not nosy. It's a healthy interest. <laughs> and if you know someone that would benefit from these podcasts, then, you know, be a friend and send them the details. So that's it for this week. Have an absolutely fabulous week. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there i'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye